Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Care Inspectorate's podcast on Meaningful Connection. My name is Barbara Lawson and I'm joined today by Marie McKerry, who's the Care Inspectorate's Chief Nurse. And in this episode, we're going to talk about infection prevention control and the various things that people can do to keep safe during a visit, um, but also to consider the importance of essential visiting and how we can keep visiting going even in the event of an outbreak. So, Marie, thanks very much for coming on today's episode. You're welcome. Yep. so I'm wondering, obviously, there's been so many changes over the last number of years with the pandemic and with the introduction of open with care there was the um, what we call an essential visit i'm wondering if you can just give us a bit of information about how an essential visit would work you know during an outbreak for people yes um well essential visiting was introduced during the pandemic barbara um as you know and I think most care services are well aware of essential visitors now and the need for essential visitors. Uh, that's been well established and we now have the research evidence to back up um, what, what we really knew in terms of meaningful connections for people um, and how, how difficult it was for people, um, particularly during the pandemic, I would say that uh, people in care homes in particular were disproportionately disadvantaged and affected by COVID um, and the pandemic in that respect had a really bad impact um, for people. Uh, the impact that people experienced um, also, um, you know, had the repercussions for their family and for their friends and also for care home staff, I think. Um, I think that uh, we've learned quite a lot over the past uh, few years and we know that it's very difficult to balance people's social needs and their need for connection and their need for private life and family life and that that has to be balanced against the risk of infection and minimising that risk uh, because it was very keenly felt uh, during the pandemic that care homes were trying their very best to manage that risk and also to keep people connected and so the idea of essential visitors is that that situation shouldn't arise again and I'm hopeful that now that we've got clearer guidance and probably a greater understanding of uh, COVID-19 that, that that situation wouldn't arise again. Very recently Public Health uh, produced their most recent version of the guidance uh, for social care. Um, I think that was 2.7 um, and um, expectations around about visiting are very clearly recorded in that guidance and yeah. we know that it's really important that people have that social contact. Yeah, so that really means for people who are, you know, family carers or uh, loved ones and friends that even in the event of an outbreak, whether that is COVID-19, um, norovirus or other uh, influenzas, you know, there's lots of different um, outbreak situations where if there's that need for the essential visit, which could be an end of life situation or to support with um, care, if someone's maybe not eating and drinking well and they 
need that additional support from a family member or if it's you know to support somebody's mental health you know that these essential visits are now able to take place so I think that definitely brings a lot of reassurance to people. Um, Family carers have an essential part to play as partners in care and they've got a variety of roles which support people's well-being and I think that they do um, work within the care service that's much more and beyond just being a visitor there and so it's really important uh, that people have um, and are able to maintain the relationships with uh, the people that they love and the people that are important to them. Yeah, definitely. And I know there's been changing guidance again about the use of face masks and different, um, you know, uses of PPE, which again was changing frequently. And I know there was the recent change, um, obviously at the time of the recording, that the face masks are now not just, you know, not used by people's choice. It would only be in the event of a kind of risk assessed clinical situation. And I suppose during an outbreak, um, families or visitors um, for essential visits, would, there would still be some expectation that to keep people safe would be using um, the PPE um, in line with the current guidance. Um, so I suppose it's just following what the services are, you know, advising, but also yes. just, yeah. I, I think that that's really important that we follow what the service asks us to do when we are visitors to a service. And often the PPE is to protect the person that's wearing it, as well as the people that are living in the service. Um, so uh, in terms of face masks, there's been lots of discussion about um, the need to wear face masks and whether that's still important. And um, we here at the Care Inspectorate, as well as our partners at RHI and at Public Health Scotland, have been in discussions um, about this for some time. Uh, we want um, to try to bring back a kind of normal practice and generally speaking we wouldn't expect people to wear a face mask unless there's an outbreak and we wanted to re-establish that in care homes so that people are not making a choice to wear a face mask when it wouldn't probably help um, the situation and wouldn't wouldn't um, help to protect anybody. Uh, we noticed when we were visiting care services that people, although they might still be wearing a face mask, weren't wearing it in the way that we would have recommended or that uh, guidance would have recommended. And by that, I mean, they might have been wearing it and reusing it, for example, rather than dis discarding it and getting another one. They might have been wearing it on their head or, um, you know, hanging off their ear um, that kind of thing. So people weren't using the face masks in the way that we wanted them to be used. And so they weren't protecting people. Uh, we don't think that the protection uh, that people were were having from the face masks was was useful um, unless there's an outbreak happening in the service, in which case we would revert back to wearing face masks if our public health colleagues and our health protection teams tell us that that's what's required. Yep, thank you. And obviously the guidance is, you know, continually being looked at by the government, by the public health and, you know, by ourselves. How can people keep up to date with where to find the guidance? Well, the best 
place to find uh, the most recent guidance is on Public Health Scotland's website. We at the Care Inspectorate do try to keep um, regularly updating services via our provider update um, and our colleagues at RHI also provide guidance. Scottish Government uh, have a website also, but Public Health Scotland's website, they, they are the people that produce and publish the guidance and they always have the most up-to-date version on, on their website. Yep, and the Care Inspector also have a dedicated tab on their the website for um, visiting Meaningful Connection and Anne's Law. And yes. there's a section on there that people can refer to as well. It's been continually updated. Um, and if say if um, a family or visitors were visiting a care service and they found that there was maybe additional restrictions or they were being asked to do things that weren't really in line with the guidance. What are some of the things that, I've, you know, how could a family raise that as a concern? I think it depends what the restriction is, obviously, Barbara, but what we would suggest is that you speak to the care home manager if you think that the restrictions are unnecessary or they're out with um, what guidance is asking. And I think in most services now, we understand completely that care home managers and services were very cautious about removing restrictions. And they did that um, because it's been a difficult few years and because there is constantly changing guidance and sometimes um, they weren't up to date but most of the time it was really just that they were being overcautious because they were trying to protect uh, the people that live there and also their own staff group. Um, so I would suggest that if you feel that the care home are being overzealous in any way that you talk to the care home manager and ask them about what it is they're doing and why they're doing it. And if you're still not satisfied with the response you're getting and you feel that the restrictions are uh, too severe, then I would speak to the local health protection teams um, or to ourselves here at the Care Inspectorate because we would then speak to uh, the care home and find out what was at the root of um, the reason uh, that the service had made a decision to to impose restrictions that other services weren't um, being asked to, to put in place and that didn't quite meet the guidance. Quite often it's just a misunderstanding and once we've spoken to the service it can be resolved or once the health protection team has reassured the service it can be resolved but sometimes it's just misunderstanding. So I, I think um, have, a, have an open and honest dialogue with the care home manager if you can and if you find that's not possible then come and speak to us or speak to Public Health Scotland or the health protection teams and we'll try and sort it out for you. Yeah, <clears throat> um, thank you and I'm just thinking about what are some of the practical steps that people could do to keep you know keep themselves safe keep them you know people living in care homes safe um, I'm thinking more about you know if people have got respiratory symptoms or you know say sickness and diarrhea and um, what would be your advice around that? Well what, what would we would say to people is not new advice, it's advice that we've always uh, given to people. Stay at home if you're not 
if you're not well, if you've got a temperature of, or if you've got, if you're coming down with the flu or, or a cold or you've got symptoms, respiratory symptoms. Um, so don't don't go to the care service if you feel under the weather because you don't want to be transmitting anything that you might have to vulnerable people. Um, so that's my first piece of advice. My second piece would be to follow the instructions that the care home give you. So most of the care homes provide you with information either when you get there or on their website or in printed information that they might uh, give to people when they come to live in the care home at, in the beginning. Um, so follow the advice that the care home give you. Uh, use PPE if you need to use it to keep people safe. Wash your hands. The single most important thing that you can do is to wash your hands and to wash your hands thoroughly um, to the tune of happy birthday for 20 <laughs> seconds and uh, make sure that your hands are clean um, and I know that that sounds ridiculous to be saying that but we know uh, that that's one of the very common ways that bugs are transmitted uh, and I'm not just talking about COVID but if you can wash your hands if you can take particular care of your own respiratory hygiene so if you are sneezing uh, try to use the crook of your elbow rather than your hand to catch that sneeze use a hanky if that's at all possible and don't reuse your hanky um, of an age that I would stuff a hanky up my sleeve um, and I've had to retrain myself to make sure that I always catch it, kill it, bin it. Uh, I don't know if I've got that in the right order. But um, so that you're not um, passing on any bugs that you might have to the people that live in a service and that hopefully by washing your hands um, you're able to make sure that you're not they're not passing anything on to you either. So that's really important. Washing your hands is the single most important thing that you can do. Be careful about your own respiratory hygiene. Um, catch your sneeze if you can, and hopefully not in your hand. Um, and to adhere to any guidance that's there in the care home, because every service is different. And now, for example, um, you know that we've just come through the kind of winter uh, viruses. Uh, I know you mentioned norovirus yourself. Um, and sometimes a service might need to close for a day or two. And if that has to happen, then health protection teams will be making sure that the service is only closed for the minimum amount of time that's necessary for them to gather information and find out what it is that they're managing and put uh, procedures in place yep. so to bear with the care service if that has to happen we know that people are sensible and that they don't usually want to go into a service where there's norovirus because they don't want to catch it themselves or bring it home to their loved ones at home um, but we want you to try and work within the guidance and we'll certainly be working with the care homes and with the sector um, because nobody wants us to be in the situation that we were in uh, during the pandemic where people uh, weren't able to connect with the world beyond their care home um, and weren't able to get out or to have their relatives in. Um, yep. We want to avoid that at all costs, but there is a number of things that you can do to try to protect yourself and to protect your family member. Yep, definitely. And there's also a lot of 
procedures and cleaning and guidance that the care home staff themselves will be doing as well in people's bedrooms, but particularly um, in kind of communal areas, shared spaces, and they're all key as well. So services yeah. are working hard and they've Absolutely. got a lot of um, different um, guidance documents to be following and um, for that as well. So lots of things happening there. Yeah, and and in terms of cleaning, uh, you know, things have um, changed a little bit. Uh, we want services to try to maintain a homely environment for people that live there. It's not a hospital environment and we're not looking for clinical uh, clinical. Uh, levels of um, cleanliness. We're not looking for environments to be uh, so sparse that they don't look homely anymore. We want a person's environment, particularly their own bedroom, to be the way that they want it to be. But then we also need um, the service to be following guidance in terms of uh, the ways that they keep infection at bay. Um, so mo most services now have cleaning schedules in place um, and they'll have um, expanded those cleaning schedules if they happen to have an outbreak. Uh, and so they will make sure in the event of an outbreak that they're following very rigorous procedures um, in terms of the cleaning and the cleaning of the environment. Um, but again, we want that to be balanced against people's needs and rights to have a family life in a care home. Um, and that they, they don't live in a clinical setting and we don't want the environment to be treated like a clinical setting, but we do need it to be clean and we need it to be free from infection if that's at all possible. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's all been really helpful. There's lots of things that we can certainly go away and think about. And if people do want to keep up to date with the guidance, check again the Public Health Scotland website and also checking on to the Care Inspectorate website as well. So thank you, Marie, for coming You're on welcome. today. Thank you. Bye bye now. Bye bye.